0: Hey guys, Sid here. Before we get into the show, I wanted to tell you about the Shade Palace Patreon. We're starting up a Shade Palace Patreon for only $1 a month, and you will have access to what Anthony and I are calling the uh, Dolazal Power Hour, in which you listen to our post show chat and hear us Google the celebrities featured on the show, pull up their porn, find out what the heck Rachel Dolazal is doing now. It's pretty exciting stuff, and it all can be found at Patreon.com/slash/ShadePalace. Cheers. Get your cocks out, everybody, because Shade Palace is talking about Daisy of Love. Oh. Later, Brett. Ooh, 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 ooh. We got one hot chick and a bunch of swinging dicks. Oh, yes. And don't forget about Ricky
1: Rackman. Hey, hey, hey. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's do this shit.
0: Hey, welcome to Shade Palace. I'm Sid. Anthony. And we are watching the finale of Daisy of Love called Laid and Neutered because they go to Hawaii, you understand.
1: I didn't even, I didn't put that together at first. I didn't, I didn't even think about the title, but nope, that's it
0: that it's not great it's not a good one But and that's just Hawaii they go to Maui why is 12th back because he's sleeping on the floor because his bunk bed is turned on its side
1: he was like laying on the metal bars
0: yeah that was a weird move
1: London's gotta travel with his guitar how else <laughs> is everyone gonna know that he's a tortured artist
0: that's the worst. The dude with the guitar, like, just, especially at, like, a house party, it's, like, the dude who brought his guitar because he's just waiting for that look-at-me moment where everyone watches him play.
1: I was waiting outside a bar in Boston, like, right after the bars opened last Memorial Day or Labor Day or something. um, And, uh, it's a shitty dive bar. Like, I was just going to score a six. And, like, this... Dude walks up with a guitar and, like, a very pseudo-faux-sophisticated type outfit thing going on. And, like, Ugh. started to, like, serenade people and then talk about, like, his art and, like, how passionate he was. And then we found out he was, like, 38. And it was like, oh, go home. <laughs>
0: like- yeah, like, no one invite, no one asked you for this. No one invited you here. You are not a paid performer you were not advertised on the social media. Like, I came here for a drink, not for your fucking douchebaggery.
1: And we're we're stuck outside, too. The bars are packed, and we just so happened to be parked next to this one dude who's standing in line with, like, he might have been wearing a vest. He wasn't wearing a fedora because that would have been too good, but he might have been wearing a vest and started just strumming his acoustic guitar singing about the girls that I was with. Oh, my God. you Poor thing.
0: I hope nothing but the worst for him um so their hotel room in maui seems pretty nice and then they're like oh there's only two beds you're gonna have to sleep on the couch like whatever but it turns out there's a whole another room with a king-size bed and london calls dibs on that one um but they're gonna like put their shoes on it and stuff to like Shoes on the bed lesson. is never
1: okay
0: yeah no
1: But London has his own shoes on the bed.
0: Yeah, they all did.
1: He doesn't know what it's like to have a bed.
0: Well, that's what the thing is. Like, they're trying... They're, like, stepping on his pillow with their shoes to, like, show him who's boss. (laughs) But, like, he's, like, jokes on them. Because I don't care where I sleep. Jokes on them? I don't use a pillow. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, because this still is probably a fucking... (laughs) Flex just shoves the comforter down his pants. Uh, but, like, yeah, it's better than where he probably sleeps. I mean, he lives in Brooklyn. I've lived in Brooklyn. Even the best place sucks.
1: Yeah. So this is all strategy, according to them, just to make yeah. London uncomfortable. Um, I think it takes a lot to make London uncomfortable.
0: I think so, because he just doesn't care. He's a little garbage pail kid. I have a friend named James like that who, would like... He'll just, like, eat anything you feed him. Like, someone left a chili dog at my work. Like, they brought a chili dog and then didn't eat it. And, like, seven hours later, my friend James came in, and I put this chili dog in front of him, and no questions asked. He's like, oh, is this for me? Thanks. And he ate it? Like, a seven-hour-old, I think it was from Wiener Schnitzel chili dog? He's just like, oh, yeah. And, like, I asked him, like, what's the, like, I... He told me this story about he dropped like barbecue ribs on the ground like with the sauce. Because I was like, Well, yeah, you don't eat something that you drop on the ground if it's got sauce on it. He's like, Oh no, I've eaten barbecue wings that are barbecue ribs that I've dropped. I just checked to make sure there were no chunk like hairs or crunchy things. And I'm like, You are a garbage person. And I love that, but like that's London. He's like, he doesn't give a fuck. London's eaten out of a trash can. 100
1: percent
0: London's. Survival. Or just for Yeah, he doesn't. He never buys his own food. He just like hangs out with people and says, "You gonna finish that?"
1: Like, he, I just, I just hate food waste. That's it. That's the reason.
0: That's the reason why. Um. Oh, so this was so awkward too. So Daisy wrote custom notes to all the guys, and like London cannot read his.
1: <laughs> and I mean, like he's he, playing it up, but no, he straight up cannot read it.
0: Yeah, he said to, I think it was on Lacey's podcast, he said that he was real mad how they edited it to make it look like he couldn't read, but it was just because it was in Daisy's handwriting that it was like he couldn't make out the letters. But the other...
1: I also believe, that's sort of like the the blind reading to the deaf.
0: Yeah, but the other guys didn't really struggle with their notes. so. so That's another good
1: point. I like fully believe
0: that London is... Functionally illiterate.
1: This uh, this paddleboard instructor is uh pretty hot. We should give her a show.
0: Yeah, dude. She's probably still hot too. I bet she is. Um, Flex is the first guy who goes out, and Daisy's so impressed because he's just always down for stuff and things. He um, loves to go get. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. Why wouldn't you? It's a fucking paddleboard in hawaii like who wouldn't be like yeah fuck yeah let me get on that thing
1: yeah he didn't bungee jump for you
0: yeah if yeah if it was something like that i'd be like a little hesitant but like it's it's a paddleboard and everyone's struggling because it turns out it's kind of a little bit hard
1: i've never paddleboarded before it looks hard as fuck
0: Yeah I've never done it either. I do have this like thing um, in my apartment that's like a balance board and uh, I had been watching videos of people doing like one-legged squats on them and I was like I bet I could do that like I do Pilates and I got this thing and yeah the weeble wobble it's a whole new element so I can imagine that this um, paddle boarding would be difficult because it's just so much balance. It looks like 12-Pack's eyeliner is running a little bit.
1: Yeah, it's... This is, um... They talk about, like, if you want to go on, like, a first date, like, go to a swimming pool, and then you can see what, like, she actually looks like. I think she took him to the water, so so she could see what all the dude's natural features actually look like.
0: Yeah, and yet Daisy fell in the water, and she still looks really good. Maybe they let her go reset her makeup. Because she has lashes on, like... If not, I want to know how she makes her makeup stay put. It makes me a little bit sad, and I know this is mean, but it makes me a little bit sad that she's not, the, she's not very hot anymore.
1: It, it's like, it's honestly so upsetting. Like, and I can't really understate that enough. Like, she was a formative character in my development as a boy.
0: And I can't imagine what it's like having had such a perfect body to be like, she's kind of overweight now. She's just like kind of schlubby. And to go from like having – because I was never a dime piece, particularly in my 20s. But, yeah, like I'm really particular about like, you know, holding it down physically. So I can't imagine what it's like to have been – like, I mean, her body is a 10. And then just to be like, I used to have that and now I don't. Now I'm just like, whatever.
1: put something up on Facebook that made me very sad and it was a picture that she posted that was probably like some promo picture from rock or from Daisy of love and uh, she was like I can't believe I used to think I looked ugly here and stuff like that or I thought I was fat here. It's like now I, I feel like a bag of trash or something and I was like oh no
0: oh that's so sad that is so sad But yeah,
1: she reminds me of like, do you know Demi Moore? You know Demi Moore. Have you seen what she looks like lately?
0: Oh my God, she got a whole new face at some point during COVID. It's horrific.
1: Demi Moore is one of the most, was one of the most naturally beautiful, graceful aging people that I've ever seen. And then she Mm -hmm. just like smacked her face off something repeatedly really hard.
0: Yeah, she's unrecognizable. She looks like the um, puppet from Saw. It's so bad because she's always had like work done, but like it was good work because I remember like before Charlie Charlie's Angels, um, she got like a knee lift like she's always had a lot of like very subtle work done and now she just looks not even like herself it just reminds me like madonna looks like fucking shit and um meg ryan and you're like or and courtney cox like just leave your fucking face alone because there's good work like michelle pfeiffer looks great her work is really good um but then other people it's like it just goes too far and you're like why is be- is being looking older that awful that this is better
1: Mm-hmm. It is not. I had to yeah. we had to cut her from the, the March Milfness bracket. She was, that she, was a, she was a late round cut and I was like cuz we, we can't keep her in her if it's in her current state, she's not a top 16. Yeah, yeah there's, there's no way. It's
0: unfortunate, really. Yeah, it is. And you're just like, yeah, like I I would rather someone have some wrinkles, you know what I mean? Like, 100% Okay, so London's, like, telling Daisy at this, like, dinner uh, about how he runs away when he's scared, and he ran away because he liked her, and Flex is kind of grilling him. Do you have a job, whatever? And he's like, I I have a job. I have a place to live. I won't say what either of them are, um, but I have them.
1: Sure have them. You know, everyone has them. I have them, too.
0: Yeah. And then she's like... um, Or he's like, well, do you have a job now? And he's like, well, no. Like, I quit to come here.
1: That's how dedicated I am to this show. I quit my job.
0: Which he probably had for, like, a week. There's no... Yeah, there's no way that London has ever held down a job for more than four months. There's no fucking way.
1: Yeah. No, I can't see him doing any actual work. In any In anything.
0: Because he thinks it's beneath him because he's a rock star.
1: Right. Rock stars don't work.
0: Yeah. Despite not having the talent really to back that up.
1: uh, Yeah. Like his singing is always really sharp. And I think that he actually has, he sings in this to Daisy. Like he puts together his, uh, his actual song from like the first episode again. He does. And uh, it's, it's real. It hurts. It hurts the ears.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's not as bad as I expected, but that does not mean it's good.
1: Mm-mm. But then Daisy's singing is overlaid a lot in these last two episodes.
0: Yes, that like heartfelt song.
1: And it is so flat. Yes. So it's like if they both harmonized, they'd be like on key.
0: I think that's the thing. Is like they're both these sort of adult children who never learned to, like, quit their daydream and, like, get a little bit real about life. Like, they both want to be musicians despite not having any talent. And, like, they just, they don't want to work hard at anything or, like, I don't know.
1: Oh, this is a funny line. Daisy's like, it's like, yeah, when I want to go for something, I just go for it. I don't care about if it fucks me up or not. And I was like, yep, no, nope, I believe that yep
0: 100 percent.
1: that's how you that's how you grip life i know
0: yeah she's like all impulse and emotion and no like her i do kind of like her beachy hair though like her hair is kind of frizzy and wavy right now and it looks good i like it she... um oh and so she asked 12 pack why he liked her and, like, he struggles, and then Flex just, like, interjects, and is like, I like you because of this and that and the other thing and whatever. And, like, I mean, he won that conversation. And she says, like, if she picked him, it would be the healthiest relationship she's had in a long time. And by that, I think she means the healthiest relationship she's ever
1: had. Including her parents.
0: Yeah, because, it, I mean, it seems like everyone else around her has always been pretty rough.
1: Ulpax redemption to try and take a second crack at it uh you know what I feel bad for him
0: I do like I wouldn't be comfortable like it's hard to pour your heart out to someone let alone in front of the other dudes she's dating and cameras
1: she bought it though
0: she did yeah It was a very informative dinner she says I feel like Daisy too she kind of like Especially at this point lives her life like I think we already talked about like It's just things happen to her like she doesn't Have agency over it and that I, I have difficulty with people Like that
1: yeah there's just There's it's not even like a carefree Attitude it's just like a not it's not An awareness of understanding like even what Is going on or what could potentially go on
0: Yeah, and it's just those people then tend to have like victim mentalities. Like life happened to me, not like I made a series of decisions that led to this thing happening.
1: So three guys get all gussied up.
0: Oh, yeah, and they take him to the airport. Flex's jeans are cuffed. His little flare cut jeans are cuffed.
1: The airport is a. Is very funny. Like, that's a... This made for actual real comedy in the show. Yeah. Standing there, can't hear anything. Don't know what's going on.
0: I guess I'd be mad, too, because I'm like, well, if you can vote me off, but, like, dude, just, like, let me, like, hang out for, like, a day or two. I'm all the way here.
1: Yeah, right? So...
0: Oh my gosh! And I forgot to say because I I wasn't paying attention uh, earlier in the episode uh, when she gets carried out. I think it's twelve pack says that's one big Samoan, and I just was like, um, Samoans and Native Hawaiians are are different. Like those the sets of islands are like, oh, uh, like an ocean apart. Um, we're just happy
1: that, that he's he he knew a culture in I the guess Pacific so. Islands maybe.
0: Yeah, I guess so. And then I had to like Google. I was like, I'm pretty sure uh, Samoa is pretty far from Hawaii. Um, and so then I like looked it up and I was like, oh yeah, that's like, it's really far. Like Samoa is basically Australia.
1: Yeah. yeah. So they can't hear anything that's actually talking. They actually break like during it too and like look to camera and they're like, I can't hear anything. Like, so I don't yeah, think what's going this on.
0: Is- they don't
1: know who got eliminated. Um, oh,
0: Ricky has to walk people to and from Daisy. Uh, that is so funny.
1: That's
0: so awkward.
1: I couldn't really hear what they were saying. Sends them to the limo with Ricky. Yeah.
0: Oh, my gosh. I'm so nervous as if I don't know what happened.
1: Yeah, me too. I'm just like glued in. That's like, yeah, so...
0: oh, she tells Twelve Pack he has a guard up, and she doesn't have time to break that guard down. Like,
1: he just tried to open up yesterday, literally last. Yeah. night. Yeah,
0: and he seems like he like that that day at the lingerie store where he's like, I can't get to you. I need you to call me, Dave. Like. I felt like he was, she just didn't want to say, you have a small dick. It
1: had to be it. Because, like, I honestly thought she had the most, he had the most chemistry with her.
0: Yeah, they seem to have so much fun together.
1: And you just feel bad for him, too, because they put together a little, like, montage thing with him. And it's, like, him getting rejected by New York and him losing on Isle of Money. Oh, yeah. It's just like, ah.
0: And then Flex picks her up and you kind of see how much bigger Flex is than her. Um, And there's no way London could pick her up.
1: He is really fucking broken.
0: Oh, it's so sad. And his shitty, like, affliction-style dress shirt. Oh. I kinda wanna watch I Love New York again. That seems more fun to me than Flavor of Love.
1: Can you watch I Love New York without Flavor of Love?
0: I don't know. I guess we'll have to figure it out.
1: Uh sort of all the lore there?
0: Yeah, that is a good question. Um maybe, maybe not. And Flavor of Love was good. It's just like New York has like real i mean she was meant for reality television
1: it was in something recently did they do a reunion
0: they did a i love new york reunion allegedly they filmed a i or a rock of love reunion because i saw like behind the scenes like pictures from it but i haven't heard about it airing or anything and i want to watch it
1: i think it was on storm no yeah i think it was i think it was one of like lacy's little projects i don't think it was a vh1 sponsored thing for real yeah
0: okay i'll get to the bottom of it yeah no
1: we'll we'll, we'll do a deep dive
0: yeah i feel because i feel like it is relevant to this if i have to give Lacey money to watch it i guess you know we might have to do a watch along for this
1: yeah we might have to go 50 50 on that I yeah do that. fucking lacy so she gets you
0: Oh my god and she's in a helicopter with Flex and she's like we're popping each other's helicopter cherries (laughs) I'm really glad
1: Anytime she tries something new
0: Yeah I'm really glad that's not like a thing anymore Like people don't say that Like We're popping popping our Korean
1: food cherry
0: Yeah (laughs) It's just so Tacky Oh my god I don't have you ever been in a Helicopter I have not
1: I have not either.
0: They're very dangerous.
1: Yeah. That's what I've I've seen and heard. Um but I'm, I wanna give it a shot. I'm not afraid yeah. of heights or flying or anything like that. So uh, I think it's just circumstance. I think things just haven't broke my way. I've yeah. encountered a helicopter in the wild yet.
0: I don't know if I'd go in when they're so de- I and I've been in like private like my dad has a little Cessna, so like I've gone flying with him, but like I've never been in a helicopter. I don't know if I could. Hmm. That and duck boats are very dangerous. Like when you go to Chicago and you can do a duck boat tour. Those are they dangerous. Yeah, they don't work very well. Oh man, I've time. taken those
1: so many times. They have them all over Boston.
0: Oh really? The ones that it drive by duck boat. I mean the one that drives into the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a car boat. Okay, yeah. They they uh they there was like one that sunk like a couple years ago. And then I, like, went into a deep dive on, like, about the history of these boats. Apparently, they just don't work very well. Um, Flex says he's falling in love with Daisy.
1: Where did my recording go? Oh, my God. What happened? No. <laughs>
0: did we lose recording?
1: Might have. We'll see. It It might have. Like, on, I don't know.
0: On your Zoom?
1: No, the Zoom recording is still here. The thing that I'm struggling with is my computer is about to die.
0: Oh, shit. Do we need to pause?
1: No, we're okay. Okay. I just need to plug my Zoom. My Zoom is plugged in. My computer also needs to be plugged in. This is great radio.
0: People love it. Well, you know what? It's more interesting, and it sounds better than London playing guitar and singing in his hotel room, which he's doing right now. Um, and he's talking about how on the first challenge he, like, promised her he would write her a song eventually, but he wasn't ready then. is the type of dude, well, and I should say type of person, who will tell you all about what they're going to do, but they never actually do anything. Um,
1: I'm back. <laughs> I think. Oh, and we'll he's like, now oh, I have man. something
0: to write about because, like, he's, like, in love with her or whatever.
1: Yeah, he found his muse.
0: <sighs> so Daisy takes Flex back to her ho- hotel room. Do you think that they fuck? I feel like they don't.
1: I I think she's got to test test drive them all, right?
0: I mean, I feel like the minute that London came back, she was all about London. Um. Mm. I want to know. Now do I have to f- slide into Flex's DMs?
1: And <laughs> hey, can I be Eskimo sisters with Daisy?
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's all I want, really. Well, no, I meant I would just ask him if he fucked her. Um, but I'd let him give. I'd let him leave some peanut butter smears on my pillowcase.
1: <laughs> Is he wearing two belts?
0: Oh, he's yeah, he's got to be right.
1: Yeah, he's wearing two differently, differently studied belts. I'm pretty sure.
0: Well, that's how you know he's rock and roll.
1: That's right.
0: Yeah, he's so spray tanned because that's not a real, that's not a natural tan. She says she had uh, she had a really good night with Flex, and she feels closer to him than she ever felt before. But I don't think they fucked
1: yeah there might have been some some squeeze jobs in there,
0: yeah yeah maybe they
1: maybe not full pen,
0: yeah I just I don't know I don't know what I still
1: look homeless it, London still looks homeless in a five star hotel room
0: that's just his nature
1: <laughs> you can give a give give the man a home it doesn't make him not homeless
0: no um Okay, so, like, oh, that whole reason Flex walked back to his room shirtless was to, like, rile up London. Um, yeah, I don't know how, what to what degree Daisy is a dick pig. You know what I mean? She seems like the type that once she decides she's in love with someone, she won't fuck someone else. But what do I know? So I feel like she's so into London, I can't see her fucking Flex.
1: That's uh another good point. Like I don't think she got actually physical with anyone since London came back. Yeah. I think she was sort of like I think she probably what she only probably fucked 12 pack, right?
0: Yeah, and yeah, the the night before cuz she thought London was gone. Um, yeah. Yeah, cuz lo- I mean look at them. They're they're all over each other in the limo. She's finally this oh, is this is the first time they've had alone time. Um Oh. Yeah, it might be actually and then the alone time is going horseback riding which is like <laughs> not romantic because you're re- actually really far apart
1: yeah i don't think you can be that close while you're riding horses with with another person no. also you can't really talk
0: no you can yell um yeah unless you were to ride the same horse i don't know if that's a thing but it isn't Maybe? this because they're on separate horses And she's wearing, dude, her inner thighs are going to get rubbed raw because she's wearing Daisy Duke shorts. And I don't know if you've ever ridden a horse, but, like, it's a lot of rubbing and motion on the inner thighs. So she's just got
1: Daisy Dukes and Uggs.
0: Yeah, she's just got bare thigh on leather saddle, which is hot. But it's going to chafe
1: it sounds this sounds like i'm trying to be tougher than i really am but i honestly think anytime you have to wear a helmet doing something it mm-hmm. looks stupid. instantly stupid oh yeah <laughs> it's like i know this is for safety but like both of them wearing matching turquoise helmets is um throwing me a little
0: yeah i don't love it i wear a helmet when i like go to the skate park i don't do like jumps like well i don't do like skate ramp stuff but i do like figure skating jumps and like when i'm practicing new stuff i wear protected gear and i just feel like such a fucking dork and it like makes it harder too because it interrupts your periphery but i'm like Mm -hmm. i i'm like i can't i'm fucking 38 i can't miss a month of work because i got a concussion roller skating (laughs) uh but it's embarrassing
1: It, it looks goofy but uh, honestly, the alternative is a cracked skull. So yeah. and from horseback riding on a VH1 show—is it worth it? No, I'd say no.
0: No, yeah. Uh, so now he's singing the song to Daisy he wrote for her, because they're oh on their date her horse was pooping the whole time. It wasn't very romantic. So now they're back at the hotel, and he's singing her this song, and um. I don't know.
1: the The lyrics aren't great. I mean, I don't know what I was expecting, but they're corny. Um, Some extended extended metaphor allegory.
0: She's wearing uh, knockoff UGGs that are black with broken hearts embroidered on them <laughs> because two thousand nine. But it feels it, so two thousand seven. Uh, this
1: this show is so 2007, like 2009 was, I mean, it was filmed probably in what, 2008?
0: Yeah, so I guess that it does make, it just, when I think about it, I just, yeah. So now they're, um you know, they're having this deep conversation about she, did, I think she gets off on emotional drama. Like being in, she's the type where being in a healthy relationship would feel boring to her because she's used to this like intense shit. Um, mm. So like with London, he hurt her, he broke her heart, and said she loves that. So it feels real. Because if it weren't real, how could I? He have made me feel so bad.
1: What a psychoanalysis! But that's a hundred percent the truth.
0: Yeah. I like, just, like, I say she's... I say this as someone who was in an abusive relationship in my 20s, like, um, and, like, trying to, like, get out of it and, like, recover and, like, being in, like, a normal, healthy relationship initially felt, like, really boring.
1: Yeah. Because you're just, just, like, doesn't... attaching, like, like, any emotion. Any emotion is an un- emotion. Yeah. And she's all, I think, like, assuming that it means something to her when, in reality, things can just be shitty.
0: Yeah. Like, sometimes, like someone's just bad for you no matter how much Mm. you love them and nothing you will do will make it okay because they're busy getting other bitches pregnant in london's case (laughs) um so yeah i don't know i don't know that's i have this whole philosophy in life that you just go for medium like don't you don't have to become a millionaire just hey aim for middle class you know what i mean like you don't have to have the world's most epic passionate love story you can just like get along and have a good time and like enjoy getting each other off you know what i mean <laughs> um because people who are always like seeking in the most intense form of things it's like addicts like they're mm. always seeking these intense feelings that they get from drugs but you're like Yeah, or you could just feel like kind of medium all the time. And it's like a little bit boring, but like it's a much healthier place to be.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I'm I'm a man of extremes. I shoot for the most of everything. And it it burns me repeatedly.
0: Yeah, I'm like, that's, uh, that's exactly why I had to quit drinking and like why I can't have sugar. It's like sugar and alcohol and musicians. They're all things that have historically been very bad for me. Um, so now I just have a really boring life, but, um, you know, I somehow managed to like myself more, uh, despite (laughs) the lack of intensity in my life.
1: um, I need you to explain the style to me a little bit. Uh, so both of them are sitting at a bar, just drinking something and they're walking down, but they both have collared shirts open ties tied but extremely low on their chest so not actually
0: yeah on their
1: neck was that a thing
0: thing? yeah remember bands like interpol and the hives Mm. who would wear suits on stage and it was like black and red was like a big color combo at the time but it was like just yeah it was oh i'm gonna wear jeans and a dress shirt and a tie and i hate it like a lot um, it's, and then London has the vest just to give it a little more of a cater waiter vibe.
1: <laughs> yeah, the, the satin white tie has never looked good on anybody. Well, it and looks I don't know why. cheap.
0: First of all, well,
1: I flex flex has it on a, on a teal turquoise blue shirt. And it, it's one of the worst color combinations I've ever seen.
0: It's like, he's going to a fraternity Miami vice themed party
1: it's dress like a douche night at the yes. local bar
0: <laughs> yes dude if i yeah if <laughs> i was like tasked with dressing like a douche it would pretty much be that with a fedora
1: oh yeah i'm honestly surprised you don't see flex in a fedora i think he might be like a little bit too young for it i think you might honestly think it's a little bit corny
0: i now. think that he yeah he probably because he's remember he's a gym rat and i don't mm-hmm. think gym rats wear fedoras Think fuck The worst hat. It's been ruined. Second worst hat for a man to wear is those like little Irish, like the plaid ones with the bill. You know the scally cap. What's it called?
1: The scally caps.
0: Galley cap.
1: It's a scally cap.
0: Scally cap. That's probably what I'm talking about.
1: It's the thing. It's like a flat hat. It's sort of like a poppery type
0: hat. I'm gonna look up what that looks like, but I think that is it. That's the second worst hat. That a yeah, those, uh, man can wear.
1: Yeah, those are those are a Boston staple. Oh, I'm You'll sure. Some, yes, yeah. See some dudes out there with a scally cap to cover up a, a a very mature hairline.
0: Yeah, and you're just like, okay, you're leaning into your Irish identity, but like literally having to claim being Irish American to have a sense of identity is the most <laughs> desperate thing you can do, other than being a biological woman married to a man. Um, and claiming that you are a non-binary where I'm like okay but like you're two like white straight people but like you've chosen queer as an identity which has nothing to do with your sex life but everything to do with like your some sort it's it's like a I don't know
1: and uh, I'm saying claim, this- claiming' you're Irish is not uh, a it's almost like not a personality trait. No, unless it's you're not. Like, unless you're fresh off the boat. Like no one is tied to their Irish heritage like that. Once you get like a generation out.
0: No. And so like the white Americans who are like, Oh, I'm Irish. I'm just like, you're just desperate. You're just desperate for something to feel special because like you've recognized that being like a white heterosexual in America is like pretty normal. Um, mm-hmm. And so like, yeah, I just, I guess like my thing with like that, cause I have like three friends who are in heterosexual relationships, um, like long-term ones who are all of a sudden are like, I'm queer. And I'm like, okay, is that because your hair is blue? Because, like, I don't know. Like, you still are like a lady married to a dude and, like, you're just white people, but, like, you wanted to feel a little special. So now yeah. you're an Irish queer. Um no. <laughs> It's very, I don't know. Now
1: you're a minority all of a sudden. I don't know. I guess that's how that works.
0: Yeah, I just am like just ex- hey, just accept your medium. Just be boring. <laughs> it's fucking fine. Um, okay, so she picks London because she's like, flex. Or Flex is the guy I need, but London is the guy I want. And Flex handles it like a champ.
1: He really does. Respect for Flex. They're, they, all, they, A lot of them have said this of, like, I don't have her. What am I going to do now? And it's like, I don't know, dude. Go back to what you were doing before you came on the show. Yeah. Right?
0: Yeah, that's...
1: Like, because they all say that. They're all like, I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know where my life is going now. And I'm and like, like
0: D- don't you have, like, a life to go back to?
1: Yeah. It's I... also like, I don't really think your life would have had a, a renewed sense of direction if you all of a sudden had, like, a stripper girlfriend.
0: No, I I remember once I like went, I had a job interview at like a shitty tech company that sells an inferior web product, but, um, you know, they're like, where do you see yourself in five years? Like what's your, or what's your five year plan? I was like, honestly, I would like to be basically living the life I'm living now. I'm really happy, uh, with my work life balance and whatever. Um, I would just like a, you know, a career with a little bit of room for advancement. And they like looked at me like it was the craziest thing in the world that I was like, no, I'm, I'm pretty happy with my life.
1: No, being being happy is not what anyone in those positions wants to hear. No,
0: they, I think, yeah, I should have lied better, but also, like, fuck them. Their website product sucks. Um, <laughs> they gave me, like, um, like a brain challenge, like, question, and, um, mm. like, involving math and logic, and I solved it, and then, like, one of the three white men in hoodies sitting across from me said, no, that's the wrong answer, and then I explained to him why it was the right answer. And then I asked him to show me his work on why he said it was wrong. And then I corrected his work. Anyways, I, I think I didn't get the job because like um, precocious, because I understand how <laughs> math works. Um, oh, and, that. Or um, that it made the guy in the hoodie feel bad. <laughs> this is the worst. It was the worst. Okay, so her and London are kissing, and they're like, oh, I'm crazy about you, oh, I'm crazy about I'm you. I'm addicted to you. And they seem really happy. Like, I am actually happy for her, except I know how this plays out.
1: Yeah, it's 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 knowing so much in the future. It's just like, this is the beginning of the end, probably.
0: I know, and it made me, it's like, because, like, you're watching them, and you, like you want to smile, because they seem so, so happy, and London's like, you know, we'll see, like, What does he say? Oh, like, you know, a lot of people say we're going to see how it goes or I don't want to rush into anything. But he's like, I'm figuring out how to miss my plane and stay at her place. Like, (laughs) you know, these shows can be real. Like, this is real. Oh,
1: yeah. He, He says that. Yeah. It's not always fake. Like, this is a real this is a real passion. And then it's like, I don't know how long that lasted. You get a baby on the way.
0: Yeah. It turns out I think they lasted like less than six months, which makes you feel really bad. Because, like, I mean, I guess, like, th- she could have, they could have worked it out, you know, and been like, okay, well, you have a baby. But I think he wanted to go back to that lady to try to, like, be a dad instead of, like, a child support dad. Because, like, well, mm. he can't pay child support.
1: He's unemployed. <laughs> he has to donate his time where he can't donate his money. Yeah. That last that last scene in that is something I don't remember seeing the first time. The 12-pack
0: uh, walking on the 12 beach. 12-pack on the beach. Which doesn't really Let make him go s- home. Yeah, it doesn't make sense because they put him on the plane. So I think like they must have shot that B-roll before the elimination or he didn't get on the plane when they showed him being left on the tarmac. I don't know when they
1: left him on the tarmac. I think it was insinuated of like, find your own way home.
0: Oh, uh, OK. And, and then she gets like- in the helicopter with Flax.
1: And he's just standing there looking at the helicopter. And then I think that beach scene is just supposed to be him just, like, still wandering around Maui trying to find his Uh, way home.
0: Well, that's good. I'm glad they let him stay longer and enjoy the beach. And maybe being, like, a cocktail waitress or something.
1: Yeah, I was, like, bootcut jeans and wet sand are a perfect combination.
0: Well, and we saw a lot of that in Brett Michaels on rock of love, him strolling the beach with his bootcut jeans, like getting wet. And like, cause, cause it's the best. Cause that's what man, you were to the just, beach.
1: It just auto, this episode just auto played into rock of love three. Yeah. And man, do I miss rock of love? Like that was such a corny little human experiment.
0: Um one of my favorite podcasts, it's called Buy Pumpkin, and she reviews reality TV and she's just she's a professional writer um in her real life. Uh and like she's just so fucking funny. But she has been doing Rock of Love and she says, you know, what she likes about it is it's just a bunch of fun sluts. And she doesn't use the word sluts in a pejorative sense. She's like, I love a fucking fun slut. These are, like, they're just a good time. These are just chicks out there having fun being sluts. And I'm like, yeah, that pretty much sums it up. Like, the Rock of Love girls are very enjoyable for that reason. Um, They kind of remind me of the same attitude of, like, the Jersey Shore chicks the first couple seasons. Like... We're gonna hike our yep. tits up, we're gonna wear short skirts, we're gonna party. Like, that's it. It's a very simple mission, and you get to watch them achieve it.
1: Yeah, it's like I, I get the feeling that that like Daisy was actually looking for a potential husband, and I get the feeling that Brett doesn't give a shit.
0: Yeah. And
1: so like I think that dynamic is is fun.
0: Yeah, the stakes are lower and therefore it becomes more enjoyable. Um Which, like, I love a low-stakes game. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't need... Listen, I don't need, like, car chases and explosions to have a good time. I want a couple of fun sluts arguing about if someone's hiding food in her pillowcase.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God, I forgot about that one. (laughs) Like,
0: really, we need to work our way towards Rock of Love Charm School because... There's this scene where I think it's Ashley and Farah lock Brittany in a bathroom and throw hot dogs under the door. Brittany's
1: in charm school.
0: Yeah. Brittany starred is on. Char- I think so.
1: I thought they might've axed her after the race thing.
0: No, that wasn't on
1: rock of love.
0: That, that was not um as egregious of a sin in 2007. Unfortunately, um mm. hold on let me look this up
1: i forget what she said but i think i remember it being pretty like well she ooh. said
0: um that they natasha was only there because she was black um basically like accused like being like you're not hot brett doesn't like you you're here as an affirmative action pick and Brett doesn't even like black girls. And then they're like, you're racist. And she's like, I'm not racist. My grandfather was like a grandfather beautiful- was bl- She said, my grandfather a was a black beautiful man. black man. <laughs> and you're like, no, Brittany, you are racist. And like, <laughs> I cannot see you having a black grandfather. You are albino. <laughs> okay, oh, so. I think that she was on charm school. Um, mm. this website reality tea from like ten years ago is like Brittany Jazm- Jasmine Jasmineva? Is that like one of her names? Jasmineva. Maybe her granddad th- was
1: black. I think Brittany I think Britney Star is a porn name. I think she was in porn. Yeah, she, she was. Like an no, porn star. She
0: was an actual porn star, but I'm like Jasmineva does not sound like that would be her real name. Like it sounds like another. That also
1: sounds like a porn. (laughs) That also sounds like a porn name.
0: Yeah, Jeez Louise. Okay, so yeah, she was on Charm School, so that'll be good to work our way towards. Because I haven't rewatched Charm School since it aired. Um, I
1: I think I watched like episodes here and there, but I never saw it all the way through either. And that's like a return of all of our favorites. Like, that's like. brandy c is in charm school heather
0: comes back
1: heather comes back
0: um brandy m i believe wins a season uh yeah and then yeah the idea that ashley and farah were on it because you know like they don't they're not even going to pretend to want to reform and that's why we love them
1: safari was on it too uh Good.
0: yeah I think so cuz I think it started out with Flavor of Love Charm School and it was hosted by Monique and at one point it was Ricky Lake. They had several yeah. deans cuz it was Sharon Osbourne, I think Monique and I want to say Ricky Lake but I could be making that up. Um
1: Oh, they give them all new names. Yeah. I don't like that.
0: Well, they revert them to their given names to like and I think there was a there was a scene where um, Monique said to um, Safari like what's your real name and like that is her real name <laughs> and then but then they do it to Becky Buckwild do you remember her from Flavor of Love oh
1: I do know Buckwild and I her I hadn't thought about her in a long time
0: her real name is Becky. wait
1: it's Becky Johnston.
0: That's right. Cause okay. Cause she went by Beck Wilde and then they're like, what's your real name? And she's like, Becky. Cause she had one of those like situational black sense where like she would be talking to, um, black people and she had a very distinct, um, what did they call she it? She would
1: try on a different personality. Yeah.
0: African American vernacular English. And then she would talk to white yep. people and it was like a totally different person. Um, which is like one of the most offensive things that I, I I just can't believe that people do that still. You know what I mean? Like and code
1: switch like that. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And I just it's one of those things. And I say that as like a white person who has put out a rap album, but I always made it a point to never um, use do lyrics or culture. Yeah, yeah. No, like and then I I remember because like it was part of my uh, like final senior art project in college and they were like well what's your rap name and I was like well I don't use one I just it's my real name and then I was like and I make it a point not to code switch because like that's so disingenuous and like um you know appropriate that's cultural appropriation like I'm just like it's real I just I I just can't believe people do that and don't feel uncomfortable doing it um Mm -hmm. In a la Becky Buckwild. Where I'm like, <laughs> at, at what point was that like you, that was the move for you? Um,
1: and they had th- three I, full I, seasons what? of Charm School. Yeah, three? three? Three full seasons, yeah. And they all aired, too. None of them got cut off with that Megan situation.
0: Yeah, I think that happened afterwards. Uh, they
1: said it was um, uh, I Love Money 3 and 4 were both three was filmed completely uh-huh. and the Megan Hauserman thing canceled it because the dude that won Megan wants a millionaire or whatever yes. was also on. He was on that season of I love money.
0: Yeah. And I think he um, it's rumored that he won that season of I love money too. Uh, I think he did. So they didn't finish showing Megan wants a millionaire or I love money. Was that three?
1: Three. and then Cause this- three had like a cool cast too three had like fox professor sinister and chi chi oh man Lacey. like you're talking about prime that would have been maybe the best season of of all these shows put together
0: and i think they like pulled the uh episodes like they, you couldn't even watch, so they had aired, like, one through six of Megan Wants a Millionaire, but they pulled them all, so, like, you can't even see the six that aired, um, which makes sense, because it had the guy on it, um, but the same with Isle of Money, and it's just really sad, because I, I feel like a lot of people would pay a lot of money to watch those episodes.
1: I would give them I would give them a full I'd give them $50 well, for for season 3 of I Love Money just to have the recording. I don't care. Listen, a lot of time has passed. Yeah. It's unfortunate what that guy did, but I want content.
0: But I want the content and like listen me, you can even, I guess I was gonna say they could do an edit to minimize his appearance, but if he won, he won. If he Just wins, us, it's kind
1: of hard. You know hard. what?
0: Let us fucking buy the episodes and then donate that money towards like a domestic violence charity. Um, right? That that makes sense to me.
1: I mean, they, these shows edit stuff and play edits all the time. Just edit him in a bad light the whole time. Make him look like a villain all the way through. Yeah,
0: because he wants. That'll
1: be his, his punishment after the fact. Yeah. almost a, after the grave it's a little
0: <laughs> no and you know what i would love i would also love like a little docu series or like documentary about what happened because like you know people are fascinated with um don't fuck with cats like people love a murder documentary so the idea that this person who was, like, a D-level celebrity, like, upper com- up-and-coming cable network reality star committed murder and Netflix hasn't made a documentary about it? Like, that's crazy. You're leaving I money on the table. Have,
1: I think we have an opportunity.
0: Honestly, you're right. And I, I think we could probably get interviews with some of these people. Like... I think I, that like there a lot of these people are in, in financial positions where for a couple hundred bucks they'll do a TV interview.
1: A, a couple hundred, I think, for exposure they would do it. Yeah, that a too. lot of them.
0: That is true. <laughs> um, yeah, but we would have to interview Lacey.
1: That would right. be. A, that'd be a short maybe maybe plans off the table yeah Yeah, (laughs) the idea is completely shelf i'm
0: like i'll make the documentary but i'm not interviewing lacey but she was on that season of isle of money and allegedly like in an alliance with that guy um Mm. and she was friends with him after the filming of the show uh because and she talks about it on talk of love like from the early free episodes with heather um she talks about that whole situation um Cause they kind of discuss why their reality TV careers ended. And that's why, because 51 minds like quit making those shows after that guy did, uh, did a murder, um,
1: big old murder.
0: But I, you know, I think because people are so like the two thousands are coming back in terms of fashion and culture and people who are like in their early twenties are kind of obsessed with it right now. The, like it would be a good time to have a documentary about this murder and then you frame it in the era of reality tv and you get to show clips and you know um and uh 22 year olds would fucking eat it up because they'd get to relive the 2000s where like you could literally be on a reality dating show and then you start getting like paid appearance gigs at nightclubs because there, there a- was that whole circuit that they would go on where it's like and it sounded like so much money back then, but it would be like, yeah, they'd pay him like a thousand dollars to do a nightclub appearance.
1: <laughs> the uh did you ever see or you heard about the um the guy who was on that that nineties whatever daytime talk show and like he murdered somebody that was also on the show? What after it happened?
0: Uh it was the guy who found out that It
1: wasn't Maury, but he found out like his friend was gay for him or something yeah, like that. And so he, he murdered him.
0: Yeah. Um yes, I do I think it was on Phil
1: Donahue. I forget which it was yeah it, it, was it was it I think it might have been Phil Donahue.
0: I can't remember or it was Jerry Springer, but I can't remember. It wasn't
1: Jerry. It wasn't. But Jerry was yeah, I I I love Jerry Springer and they produced a documentary about that actually about like the rise of the daytime talk show type thing. Oh really? And uh it was actually really good in talking about just like the rise of trash TV basically. And um they uh they dive into that one little bit and like they're like yeah just one show they just had two guys on they didn't know the stakes of what could actually happen and then like a week later he ended up murdering the dude who was also on tv That's which cool. is
0: crazy to think about um you know people like including myself like people kind of make fun of wokeness but it's like you need you sometimes you need that sort of aggressive culture wars to move things forward because thinking of that murder happened in my lifetime so like in my lifetime your best friend saying hey i have a crush on you um was a not like like it was such a big deal the like even having the idea of someone having a gay crush on you was worth murdering them over because it was such a cultural stigma you know what i mean and you're like
1: 1995
0: yeah and so it's like well that's why we need like sort of uh, sometimes aggressive culture wars to move things forward because literally 30 years ago that was a a murderable offense was was having a admitting to having a gay crush on a straight person because like now like every straight dude I know like if a gay dude was like oh my god I have such a crush on you they'd be like yeah thanks I'm flattered you know what I mean like I don't think that that would make anyone uncomfortable anymore Um, No,
1: it's a compliment.
0: Yeah. I mean, it can make you uncomfortable just in terms of, like, having a friendship. Like, because I've had friends (laughs) that I'm like, oh, yeah, we have a platonic friendship. And then they're like, listen, like, I need to share this with you. Like, I have feelings for you. I feel like we're in a relationship. I want to, like, have a sexual relationship with you. And then I'm like, oh, my God, that's kind of gross. I think of you as my brother and now I feel uncomfortable around you. Um, But not in the way that I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so embarrassed. Someone has a crush on me.
1: Yeah. And uh, this is yeah 1995 Jenny Jones,
0: Jenny Jones,
1: which which I don't even know. Jenny Jones.
0: Oh, fuck. Jenny Jones was the shit. That was like what we'd stay up late to watch at slumber parties. They always (laughs) you know, they always had the club kids on. She had the club kids on a lot, a lot of uh, makeup, make unders. Um, It was it was such fun trash. Jenny Jones was the best. And sometimes and like, all bands began. would play too
1: on Jenny Jones.
0: Yeah. Like I remember like dinosaur junior was on Jenny Jones. I swear to God that happened. Cause I was like, who's dinosaur junior. And then like years later when I was dating an old dude who was like, hey, do you remember the band dinosaur junior? I know it's before your time. And I was like, Oh no, I do know of them. They were on Jenny Jones.
1: Um, <laughs> oh my God. The, the top reference on Wik- Wikipedia is watch five essential dinosaur junior clips
0: for real (laughs) yeah
1: yeah reference number one
0: (laughs) jenny jones
1: jenny jones see that's uh, crazy Wikipedia.
0: that is fucking crazy because i will like watch a movie and like two weeks later i'll remember that i liked it but i won't remember like any of the plot points but yet i can remember (laughs) seeing that i can remember seeing cherry pop and daddy's on jay leno like but I think it's just in a time before like you would not know who bands were. You would like hear the name. And so then you would stay up late to be like, "Well, I I people keep talking about this band. Let me see what they're like." Like it just was more of a build up to things and so they stuck with me versus now people like are like, "Hey, listen to this song." And then you listen to it and then you forget it.
1: <laughs> the whole the whole cast of characters in House regulars.
0: Yes. Um, oh on Jenny Jones?
1: Yeah, like her Rude yeah Jude.
0: Yeah, because she had like her whack pack.
1: Yeah, she does. It is her whack pack. Oh my god, you're right. Rude Jude is the DJ who came on for his appearance for being a bully in the past, showed up as an advi- as an advisor.
0: Oh my god. That's how he's referring. And so <laughs> Jenny Jones got her start. She was a stand-up comedian and she like won star search. Um, doing comedy on Star Search. Like, this is how 80s, 90s her rise was. And um, this was also back before, like, you just, like, could buy, like, gowns and stuff anywhere. And she said she was, like, she kept getting forwarded on Star Search. And so they had her, like, put up in a hotel room and she had her sewing machine. And she was making a dress, like, for each day she was forwarded. But to save on fabric, because like it was the 80s. So like it was all shoulder pads and adorned. And she's like, I wanted the top to have that. But then to save on fabric, because I was like poor, I would just make them really, really short. And so that became like her trademark was the stand up who would wear these like glitzy sequined dresses. But they were really, really short Um, because she said she put all she used all the fabric in the shoulder pads.
1: Oh, I gotta look into this more. Oh no, I see him. Oh, these are weird. Who? Pantsuits. Oh her. The Jenny Jones ones.
0: Yeah, the Jenny Jones. Um, let's see if I can find it. Like the dress. Let me type in Jenny Jones Star Search. This is how yeah. we get all the listeners in their
1: fifties. That's right. We're hitting all we're hitting all the demographics now.
0: Yeah. Yeah, she was her show was like more campy and wacky than Ricky Lake. Like I guess I mean she yeah. had a whack pack, so of course.
1: I think people need to bring that back more often. Having like there a needs whack to be pack? more like more casts of freak shows.
0: I think so. Yeah, just like really heralding the the odd and eccentric
1: But, like, you don't have to, like, treat them poorly. No. I mean, like, in a way, like, I mean, Howard Stern doesn't even treat all of them that poorly. Like, he gives them money and, like, gives them a platform. I mean, a lot of times it's as a spectacle, but it's like, I mean, what freak shows were a thing for a hundred years before they became not a thing.
0: Yeah, and kind of the way that, like, um, the guys from Tim and Eric, they have, like, David Liebhart. Like, they kind of have a whack pack. Um where it's like they take people who are eccentric um, and give them a, a venue to, um, to be appreciated.
1: Showcase. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So uh, next season we'll do um, Jenny Jones and then we'll work our way back to charm school or flavor of love.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. yeah. We'll work, work our way up to, to Jenny Jones a little bit and dabble in the, the weird... And then make our way back and deal in the very normal, very practical flavor of love.
0: You know what? That'll be when we build a Patreon. We will, um, people will have to pay us to have us review episodes of Jenny Jones. Like, we'll give away the 51 Minds shows for free, but you have to pay us if you want to hear us discuss Jenny Jones.
1: I think that's a fair compromise.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, uh, you want to do this again?
1: Don't threaten me with a good...